I want to I want to rewind back a good amount of years because I was introduced to porn at 11 years old. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Massive Potential, the only show you'll need to start leveling up in your life. It's time to get shredded, time to take massive steps ahead in your life, and tap into that untapped potential of yours. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Massive Potential with your boy, Aaron Stevenson. And today, I want to talk about a concept that I've kind of made up myself, not exactly, but at least at least the uh, the name of it, of what I call patching the pipe. You know, for example, we'll, we'll just start out because we got to lay some solid foundation. It's essentially like, you know, if you had wire going through a pipe, there's holes in it, you can see the leaks, patching that up, and eventually being able to patch up all the leaks so you have a solid, like, flow throughout the pipe and there's no leaks and this is the concept that i used personally to overcome porn and i honestly can only say that as of recently because it's still new it still feels weird but it's it, it is it's it's into my foundation it is what i do i do not do that anymore which honestly i didn't think i'd be able to say a couple of years ago so praise god um but i want to at least kind of kind of expand upon this this idea of of overcoming those habits that that just essentially you're you're a slave to in your life right now because this this doesn't just have to be porn this literally could be whether you're struggling with with drinking with just laziness with smoking all the time like this literally could apply to almost any destructive habit and I'm kind of just going to break down how I navigated my environment my triggers how I had access to it and just really my whole mindset behind it because I know that a lot of these ideas you can apply to, like I said, a ton of different scenarios. And I at least want to walk you guys through what helped me. And I think the best foundation of this all is, is a verse. And this one has stuck out to me for the longest time. It's Matthew 5, 29. And Jesus is talking and he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you. For, for you that one of your members will perish from your whole body than to be cast into hell. And for me, like that's, that's never an actual literal saying. It's not actually saying to plug out your eye. It's just saying to go to those extremes, to make those sacrifices that, you know, essentially just would prove like, how bad do you want it essentially? Or are you willing to do actually whatever it takes when that option is, is, approach to you and when you have the ability to do so are you actually going to make the most of it most of it and that's that's it that's how i kind of navigated this but i want to i want to rewind back a good amount of years because i was introduced to porn at 11 years old and and looking back on it it's so sad to see that i think i was in like fifth or sixth grade and hearing that statistic that stat out loud it's just so sad to hear because like if you think of 11 11 year old boy or if I ever have kids of my own for my kid to be 11 years old and to have to look at something like that and consume something like that is horrifying and I wouldn't want anything I, I would do everything in my power to prevent that um not to blame my parents whatsoever but just knowing what I've gone through and how 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 much control it felt like it had over my life for the longest time. It, it was horrible. And so I habitually watched it through middle school and high school. And it seemed like a normal thing. Guys around you would talk about it. And 
And it didn't seem like that bad. It was like, oh, you don't have a girlfriend. It's totally normal to do. You're not technically cheating. Um, and 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 quite honestly, at the time too, I didn't have that foundation of faith like I do now. And so that just wasn't wasn't a core value of mine. So it didn't really seem that bad overall. But I think something that I've realized through trying to quit bad habits, whether that's drinking for me, smoking for me, because I was addicted to nicotine for a little bit, or porn obviously is is the biggest challenge or or thing that I've had to overcome. You don't realize how much of a slave you are to it, or you don't realize how much it con- how much control it has over you until you try to quit it. And and that's really when okay, you try to quit and maybe you can make it for a little bit, but long term, if you try to quit for good, like forever, eventually, you know, essentially saying, I will cut this out and I don't want to do it anymore. Are you able to do that? That's when you can actually realize how much of a hold it has on you. And, and so really I, I kind of dabbled with the idea of wanting to quit around 16 because around 16, that's when I finally, you know, started like wanting to get more of a girlfriend and, and, you know, was hanging out with some girls here or there. And I was like, you know what? Like, like I want to be more devoted to the relationship. I want to be all in on that. Um, but those never really worked out. So I never went full on, on quitting. And so I continued to do so, you know, through the start of college until I, I actually finally got into a serious relationship for real for the first time. And I, I maybe not for the first time, but like a serious relationship. And, and I always had this, had, had this like kind of lie that I had told myself along the way of, Oh, once I get into a relationship or once I get married, it won't be it won't be a problem because you'll have the real thing. It won't be something you have to worry about. It'll just go away naturally. And maybe for some people that's true. Like maybe maybe that has been true for you and that's awesome. But for me it wasn't true. It was um and and maybe it was also just due to the nature of my relationship. There's probably a lot of things that went into it, but I'd only hang out with my girlfriend on the weekend, so there's a ton of alone time, which is I'm putting myself to blame, not my relationship or not her whatsoever, but stuff, you know, it's easy to deceive yourself in the future. Like, Oh, I could easily quit when X, Y, Z comes into place until you're finally in that situation. And you realize, crap, I'm still exactly where I was four years ago in my case, um, or even more than that. And so part of the problem with it, at least for me, and and I think that a lot of people could resonate with this is a big power hold that I didn't realize exists was the shame and the guilt that I felt. And because I felt so shameful and so guilty about it, and like it was in such control and I felt alone and isolated in the situation, like I I I I couldn't talk to anyone because it was this this taboo topic that I was trying to do it all on my own, which was the biggest red flag. It was like there's is it possible? Yes, but it's it's very unlikely just given the, the nature of it, especially since it had existed in my life for so long. And at that point, I had tried to start quitting for a decent amount of time and I couldn't quit. No, It felt like almost no matter what, it would you know start with, okay, I could make it maybe a couple of days. Um, and then maybe it was like a week or so, but I never could break that. I never could break that next level. Like, man, why can't I make it a couple of weeks or why can't I make it a month? it always felt like something would come around and I'd fall back into temptation and I'd fall back into old habits or old ways. And I'd beat myself up so much. I would get so upset. I would get so frustrated. And I felt like I was going insane in some moments. And it just, it was, it was this 
I'll use the word addiction, but I don't like labeling it like that, that I just, I couldn't break. And I had so much power yet. I was so ashamed to tell everyone, especially my girlfriend at the time, because how do you explain that? I care about you so much yet. I still have this other vice that I, I turn to. It just, it didn't, it didn't mesh well. And I know that there's probably guys out there that can relate to this because I know that it's not only me that has dealt with this because I've had conversations with other guys who have dealt with this. So even if this podcast is just for them, that's awesome. Um, but the first step, at least from my experience was actually vocalizing it. It was, I'm dealing with this with whoever you want to talk to, whether that's your parents, your friends, your girlfriend, whoever. I mean, obviously it depends on, on, on the situation and the habit, but it's, it's actually vocalizing it. And that's probably the hardest step because the words seem like they can't come out. You feel like you can't articulate yourself. You choke up like, that is the hardest thing, but vulnerability is, is, is that first step to being able to build, build that process. And so as, as vulnerable as it was, I, I owned up and I told my girlfriend and that was a great start. And I quit for, for a decent amount because I was like, yo, I'm committed to her. Um, but there was a point where I kind of fell back in. It was the end of my junior year of college and I, I was working on my business. So I was, you know, I didn't have a traditional like nine to five job, anything keeping me overly busy during the day. And I l allowed myself to get lazy, you know, after, after I finished school for a little bit, cause I was like, Oh, I deserve to relax or whatever. And, and come to find out, or as I start to explore this more and more as I start to explore myself, that laziness was one of my triggers. Laziness or boredom was one of my triggers that I had kind of programmed myself through those 10 plus years of using it. And so that was a big problem. And so I think that's, that's a good little nugget to kind of stop and, and highlight. You need to realize what, what are your triggers? Where, when do you find yourself using it? When do you actually you know, slip into that bad habit? Is, is it an environment too? Is it when you're around certain people is it when you're feeling a certain way, like everybody has these different triggers and all everything kind of interchanges and, and comes together. But for me, the more I started realizing it was when I was stressed out or, or anxious, when I was bored or lazy, were kind of the two biggest times, because if I could stay busy, like working on content or doing schoolwork or, or, or client stuff or any other thing like that, like I was busy, I was good to go. It wasn't what I was thinking about. Um, but as soon as I had more free time or if I would get overly stressed, I didn't have a way to cope. I had, I had programmed my brain over these years that that was the way I coped. And so it took a lot of reprogramming. And so that's, that's another nugget is you need to take that habit or take that, whatever you want to call it addiction and reprogram it to something else. Good. And that's quite honestly why I started playing the guitar. I was, I was really searching for, for that next thing that could be productive because i think that's an important little little part of it it's i'm not going to replace it with another lazy habit because that's that's not going to be beneficial but i want to take the habit that i'm struggling with and replace it with something that's actually productive so that's why i started playing guitar because every time that i was feeling stressed or maybe feeling triggered i would play guitar even if it meant i could pick it up for five, 10, 15 minutes and, and just try to learn a song or, or practice something that I had learned or something like that. Because a couple months down the line, and I actually had this realization just earlier this year, 
I realized that I had felt stressed the same way that I used to feel and I would give into porn. And I actually picked up the guitar naturally. I had reprogrammed myself naturally to do so. And that was a crazy experience. Like actually being able to like just sit and wallow in that, like, whoa, like my intention actually worked there. So that, that's a, that's a great start, but that's not, that's not, uh, that wasn't the beginning of things for me. It started back to the verse that I talked about in the beginning. It was if, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. And, and for me, again, that means going to the extremes. And so it actually started with, okay, I want to figure out how to put blockers on my devices. And this was super challenging and complex due to the nature that school, you know, like I, I personally have a Mac and iPhone, so you can, you can go into the screen time settings. You can go into, I believe it's content um, or privacy and, and you can block adult content on that. And that's awesome. So you can block it on black adult content and and set up a password and I let my my girlfriend set the password for me but I think part of my demise at first was I was going to school for computer science and I knew all the back ways around this or I knew how to switch stuff up and I didn't actually have the accountability that I needed and so when I would slip up I figured out how to change the password I figured out how to get around stuff like that and that that isn't beneficial but essentially it's going to the extremes that you need to, to set your boundaries. And for me that I knew one of my triggers was social media, right? When I would, when I was bored or lazy, I would scroll. When I would scroll, I would consume content that was not good and was just super tempting and, and just super lustful. And then because of that, then it would naturally lead into, into taking things further. And that was, that's really where I had that struggle. And I wish it looking back, and not even looking back, I knew at the time, if I didn't do social media for my job, if that wasn't part of, of, of what I did for work, it would be gone. I would have deleted it and just got rid of it and just called it good because I was willing to go to the extremes. Like I was sick of it. Enough of it was enough. I was making that decision because it ultimately came down to a relationship that I had been in for almost three years or this silly habit that I hated anyways. I mean, it logically just made sense to quit this habit because I already wanted it gone. Whether I was in my relationship or not, I wanted it gone. Yo, I got to interrupt for just a second just to say thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. If you're getting value, which I hope you are, I'd love for you to share this on your IG story and tag me at a.j.steph so I can personally thank you for supporting the show. All right, let's get back to it. And so it was like, well, okay, let's actually start going to extremes. I was seriously considering considering about getting rid of my computer seriously considering considering um like i got rid of my xbox that one i actually did because i couldn't figure out a way to set up a blocker on that and so that was the next extreme i went to not only was i going to set up a blocker on my computer or my phone i was going to go out on all my devices so my tv because it could connect to the internet or um, my xbox like i said i was like every, any other place that i potentially could i was going to block and, and just like not make it able to access anything like that. Maybe not even the internet at all, if that's really what I had to do. And that's where I kind of got that patch the pipe concept. This is where it all kind of came together. Because I always thought if I slipped up, it wasn't failure. It was, okay, the pipe's still leaking further down the line. Let's figure out what I can do to patch it up, actually come up with a solution or a fix, and then keep moving forward. And so that's kind of where I got that patch the pipe concept because it was 
I started reshifting or reframing around um, my the way I would view slipping up. I wouldn't view it as failure. I'd view it as an opportunity to learn and to get better. Say, okay, let me reflect on that. What caused me to slip up? What can I do differently next time? Is there a way that I could actually logically set up some barrier or something like that and actually be able to move forward in that way? And and so that was my mindset. Now, like I said, it took extremes because of the fact that 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 screen time would interfere with trying to log into school access at the time, which was super annoying. And so I had to figure out extensions and and do stuff on on the terminal on the Mac to figure stuff out, stuff that I wouldn't think I would have to go to um, extremes for. And that probably is gibberish to all of you guys. But if you're ever in computer science, you know what I'm talking about. That I just, I was willing to do whatever it took. And I think that's a principle that I'm really trying to lay down and show you guys like, it isn't about failure and or or perfection because you can get caught up in that. And it, if you aren't perfect and you slip up, then you view it as failure and then you just give in because that's how I was for the longest time of, well, if I slipped up, it would, it would build negative moment, momentum in the way of like slipping up one day made it a lot easier for me to slip up the next, which made, made it easier to slip up the next. And it was this vicious cycle. So I knew... I knew that happened because I was just trying to trying to learn my behavior, my my patterns, and everything like that. And so I realized I was like, okay, well, if I slip up, my number one focus is fix up how I slipped up, and then secondly, make sure or do everything in my power not to slip up just the next day, just one more day, like they talked about it, because um, that was what really, really would help me, you know start to build positive momentum because I'm a true believer in like you're either going forward or you're going backwards. You're never staying the same. And so from there, you know, I, I, I really started to go to those extremes on, on the tech side of things, but there, there still was a, a mindset that I couldn't overcome. And this, this, I wasn't really sure how to navigate because you don't know what you don't know, essentially. And so I actually read this book it was called Every Man's Battle. And so if you're if you're struggling with porn right now and you feel like you can't kick it, that is exactly the book that I would recommend to you. I actually ended up reading that book twice. I might read it again because that's when it finally started to click. I mean, you continue reading in the Bible and it tells you that it starts with the eyes, it goes to the mind, then it gets it builds a foundation in the heart, and then it you live you live it out in your actions. And so what I didn't realize in part of this process is I had, I had somewhat cut out the eyes, at least in terms of technology, which was awesome. Um, but I needed, I needed to be able to fix up my eyes in, in my environment. So that's kind of the next point. And, and therefore, if I, could, if I could cut off the source, essentially, like coming from the eyes, then I could clean up my mind and then I can clean up the actions coming through it. So it's really actually being able to derive it from the source. And so that was awesome. That book, and, and I implemented it as soon as I possibly could. And I, I, I saw the benefits from it, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, but I do think there was a limitation because there was still sometimes just a limiting factor in terms of where my mind, like that internal voice that would happen. And it would want to go back to old ways or old habits. And I felt like, like I, the best way I could describe it as some days I felt like I was going insane. And it was so weird. It was this weird experience. I was trying to push through. I knew that that pushing to that next level was going to be uncomfortable, but it just 
it hit me in a way that I, I can't explain. Like, but if you've if you've broken an addiction, if you're trying to fight an addiction, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I knew that there was also a mindset that I needed to to break through. And I listened to this podcast by um, Alex Ramosi, where he basically talks about this this premise of um, he says it doesn't matter or, or, you know, in his case, he was talking about how he struggles with happiness, but I took the same premise. I, I took the same idea and I applied it to, to me. And essentially it is whenever that idea or that internal voice pops in and you start justifying with yourself or, or you start, you know, questioning yourself, you just say, doesn't matter. And you just move on. doesn't matter. And that was so powerful, but it's being so intentional about it because at, at first I think some people can, can inflate or, or kind of mistake the idea of, oh, it's it's obsessive to to um, think about it all the time. But you have to think about it all the time at first because that's really what's going to matter until you can ingrain it into your identity, your habits, your beliefs, stuff like that. It has to be at the front of your mind all the time. And so the first like four to six weeks, that's really how it was. And it's interesting because in Every Man's Battle, it talked about a spiritual dream that would happen once you kind of broke, broke that, um, that level, which, you know, he talked about his experience, but I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'll go through something like that. And that exact same thing happened to me. I had a spiritual dream. I don't know if it was exactly six weeks. Cause I personally wasn't counting the days. I, I found that to be more har- harmful than helpful. Um, but I had a spiritual dream and I, and I, the next day just, I, I, it felt freeing. Like that's the best way to explain it. I was like, I'm free. And I was like, holy crap, like what just happened? And so after two years, like it actually, this whole process was from me first admitting to my girlfriend um, somewhat, or at least like going all in on quitting, like no matter what and doing whatever it took. This was a two year process. This wasn't months. It wasn't even a year, two years. It took me to get to this point. And so if I can leave you with, with any message is that freedom is possible and if as long as you you don't quit, you'll make it. The reality is through the adversity, through the setbacks, through the struggles, through the through it all, um, a lot of people end up just giving in because they feel like they're never gonna win. And I promise you that if you can stay in the trenches and you push through, freedom is possible. But and and, and this one quote sticks with me. It, you can apply this to anything. Well, it's trying to break break a bad habit or, or business or whatever is you cannot lose if you do not quit. And, and fundamentally that makes sense. As long as you keep pushing, as long as you keep trying new strategies, as long as you keep patching up the pipe, this is where it can come full circle. You'll eventually win. It might not be as quick as you'd like, but there's so many lessons that you you'll learn around along the way. There's so much character development that happens in the back end that you don't even realize and you can't even see until it's hindsight that you'll get there. And and it, it is it it's so freeing, but it's it's one of those feelings that you can't even begin to explain or, or describe until you finally do it. And maybe that even would look like three, six years. Like you have to be going in with the mindset that this might take a very long time, but I know that if I keep doing the right things, it will turn out if I, I do the right things. And, and so my, my, my biggest thing that I want to leave you with is you might be feeling discouraged. You might feel like this thing has chains over you, 
but with relationship with God, with a, a tenacity or discipline that is unbreakable, unshakable, you cannot lose if you do not quit. So don't give up. And so guys, I, I hope this inspired at least one of you to continue to pushing through, whether you're struggling with porn yourself, whether you're struggling with a different addiction, freedom is possible and uh, feel free to reach out anytime to talk about what you're struggling with because the first thing, like I said, was making it known, right? Being able to get rid of the guilt and shame and talk about it, make it more known. And that takes time. The more you talk about it, the less it's in the dark, the more that it, it just becomes comfortable and then you can just throw it away. But it needs to get to the surface first before you can throw it away. And so my DMs are always open and I want you to know that. So I hope you have the best day of your entire life and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Massive Potential. If you'd like to learn how to start packing on muscle, how to lose the body fat for good, and how to start leveling up in your life, DM me the word fit on my IG at a.j.steph, and I'll personally see if I can help you out. Have the best day of your entire life, and God bless.